Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's New World Kirtan podcast. It's Thursday, October 20th, 2016. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce the podcast as an act of love and service to our global Kirtan family. And it's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. Well, autumn has come on fast here in the Willamette Valley. We've had a blast of several storms with rain and high winds. It's feeling a lot like winter now, with rain predicted for the foreseeable future. It's time to hunker down and do wintry things. Voiceover work tends to pick up in the fall, and this year is no exception. I've been really busy. It's been great. To those of you outside the United States who are listening, you must think we have gone stark raving mad over here with this nutty election. And believe me, it also feels that way to us. There's nowhere to go to get away from the craziness because everyone is talking about it. There are three weeks left before we vote. And at this point, I just want the whole thing to be over. One way to look at this is that things are not getting worse. They're getting uncovered. And layers will continue to unfold as our cultural shadows come up to be healed. We all need to hold each other close as the veil is being pulled back. Kirtan is really helping my friends and I a lot during these unsettled times. Speaking of kirtan, we had such a sweet time with Flavia Krishna and Gershon Hendelberg. They're from Georgia, and they came through Corvallis about two weeks ago with their bright spirits and beautiful healing chants that they sang in Sanskrit and Tibetan, Hebrew, English, Portuguese, and Spanish. It was a loving and uplifting experience for everyone who attended. So if they come to your area, I hope you'll be sure to go and see them. And now for this week's show. I totally love Maten's new CD, Temple at Midnight. I heard several of the chants this year at Fall Omega Ecstatic Chant, and I have the CD on repeat before this week's interview. It was hard to pick a favorite, and so I'm glad I was able to feature a good number of them. And here's some great news. Maten is offering our listeners a free download of Riverman, We sang this one at Omega, and it's a beauty. You'll hear it in the interview. You can find the link for the download at the New World Kirtan website and also on our uh, Facebook pages. Other chants from the CD we feature this week are Love is the Fire, No Goal But This, a beautiful rendition of Norwegian Wood, Guruji, All is Welcome Here, and Inescapable Love. I know, you're just going to love it. Keep chanting, my friends. It's the cure for what ails us. Until next time, namaste. Where love is the fire Love is the fire Love is the fire Burning in the night Your love is the fire in me Love is the fire Sets my heart alight Your love is the fire in me And I'm burning up Yes, I'm burning I'm burning in your love And I'm burning up I'm burning
I've really been looking forward to this interview today. I'm so pleased to welcome one of the sweetest souls on the planet, Nathan, and Nathan, and uh, we're going to talk about his new CD, Temple at Midnight. So, Nathan, welcome to New World Kirtan Podcast. So happy to have you. Thank you, Kitsy. I'm happy to be here, especially to talk about my album. <laughs> You know, I was listening to it last night, and um, I, I was thinking, what a beautiful and evocative name, Temple at Midnight. Every song that I was listening to, I uh, I, I put love in big letters next to so many of them. I, I mean, Riverman and No Goal But This and Nor oh, Norwegian Wood was just so beautiful. And exactly as it is, they all have got like big five stars next to them. And... I remember that um, you did a few of them at Omega Fall Ecstatic Chant this year. And uh, listening to the CD, just I could close my eyes and just pretend I was back there. What a really lovely offering. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's very special when, when you realize a project, you know, when it comes to fruition and uh, uh, I've you know, I've done so many albums now. Me and Dave have released 21. This is our 21st album release. <laughs> so we haven't been lazy, you know, but every every album has its own its own journey and its own character and personality. And uh, with Temple at Midnight was interesting because uh, we were working with Joby Baker, who's just such a very cool and beautiful producer, a friend of mine for many, many years. And he suggested uh, to not have Deva so much featured and not to have Manoz so much featured because to me, this is my family, you know. And uh, he, he wanted to, um, he knew my songs. And so he wanted, he had a different concept for how they could sound and how they could be. And uh, we, uh, we had such a great time recording everything. And we recorded it in our in our me and Dave's rented house in uh, Australia, so you know, and it was that laid back, you know, that you can see, you can hear the the birds outside sometimes and the insects, and but we wanted it to feel like my feeling was, look, I want this to be the temple, and I want it to be feeling like it's the temple at midnight. Everything is still, and we're here with the musicians and we're here together and it's a kind of place where the musicians can take some space and relax and just enjoy each other you know and so that's how we basically that's how we recorded it Love is the fire. Love is the fire. 
We were both non-musicians in the ashram up to a certain point. I'd stopped. I was a professional musician. When I came to Osho, that was it for me. I didn't want to be an, a musician or carry that kind of uh, cross anymore. I just wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to chop carrots and wash the rice, really, you know, and uh, and let go, let somebody else do that stuff. And for me, just to focus more on. Uh, you know, how to uh, deal with whatever issues I was carrying that I brought into the ashram. And so so it, when the music came back, it very much came back through Osho's uh, encouragement and grace, you know. And same with Deva. She wasn't singing when we met. She wasn't? So both, no, she was, uh, she was a young girl, 20 years old in the ashram. She'd been there for a few years as a teenager, and she was studying bodywork. She's a great masseuse and uh, uh, craniosacral therapist. She studied and uh, and uh, tai chi. Well, not tai chi exactly, but uh, but uh, some other kind of ancient Chinese medicinal uh, therapist. So she was she was in that place, you know. And when we met, by that time I was playing music again, and uh, Osho got me up and running, and I was playing in the in the Buddha Hall again and being nourished by a new sense of how to play music because I'd, I'd actually for the first time realized when I heard so much magnificence being sung to in thousands of voices, you know, that oh, well, this is real music. This is the music that moves the soul. You're participating. You're not sitting in a chair in a classical musical concert. You are actually making the music. And, uh, you're you're participating and it's not like you're sitting in a rock concert whistling and screaming and yelling you're actually doing something creative with your time so that's what that's what happens when me and dave are playing and uh, people participate and it's so important and then then i can play the river man you know and uh, it all makes sense and it all kind of adds up with the mantras and the, and the songs it's been a great gift me and Deva. Close to the water, well, that's where I am. River is my teacher. Close to the water, well, that's my plan. The river is my teacher. Clean or dirty, that's the way. She goes No, it's not about the water It's all about the flow I know as I am the river man I am a river Close to the water, I'm on holy ground. The river is my teacher. I love to hear her singing, I love that sound. The river is my teacher. 
she takes the path of least resistance. It's all about the flow. About the flow. I am a river man. I am a river man. No, I could have been a carpenter, carving Buddhas out of trees. A fisherman sailing out on the sea, but I became a ferryman in ones and twos and threes. I carry you over to the other side. I carry you over to the other side. I carry you over to the other side.
do you just get burned out on music? Because I'm looking at your bio, and I mean, you toured with Fleetwood Mac and Randy Newman and Hall and & Oates and Lou Reed and Rye Cooter and Fairport Convention <laughs> and the Kinks. <laughs> yeah, they were wild days. But uh, do I? I definitely got burned out. I got definitely burned out. That's why. I, that's why I ran away. You know, I just ran away, and uh, in the end, I just left uh, everything: my family, my band, my record producer, record company. Nobody knew where I'd gone. I read a book by Rajneesh, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, and he was a. It was a. It was a book, uh, a, a, a transcription uh, of uh, or transcribed discourses that he'd given on Zen, and they just blew my mind. So I thought I've got to go, and so I just went. And uh, as soon as I showed up there, eventually he gave me the name Prabhu Miten, which means friend of the divine or friend of God, friend of yourself. You know, which was great because I didn't have any friends at all. So. It was a perfect name without him knowing. And, uh, you know, so that was the end of my burnout. And then I started to recover and just uh, started to uh, be, I just wanted to get my feet on the ground, you know. And that did it for me. I learned to meditate and I learned to shed many anxieties and concepts about myself and, uh, conditionings that I'd been fed as a kid and through my teenage years and stuff. So it was just amazing for me. I just, you know, sometimes people say about being brainwashed in an ashram, I'm like, that's exactly what happened. I got brainwashed, you know. I just washed out the brain and <laughs> and clean. I just cleaned it all out. You yeah, know, definitely. definitely you can call me brainwashed. In fact, I think I'm going to write a song called Brainwashed One Day. <laughs> I'm chopping wood. I'm drawing water from the well I'm singing the holy name I'm ringing the temple bell Out here On the edge Of the abyss Well, there is no There's a God above We came to get up and stand up Sing out in the name of love Find ourselves Here in a place Where time Does not exist There is no
raising our voices to the sky. Nobody holding back. Nobody busy with the question why. Hearts are open. Ain't this true? When you're in an ashram, you're on the edge. That's what that, that's what that song, uh, No Gold But This, you know. When I said that, uh, you know, I'm chopping wood and I'm drawing, that was me in the ashram, drawing water from the well, singing the holy name, ringing on the temple bell, out here on the edge of the abyss, you know, and that's what it felt like because when you're in an ashram, you're not there to tread water, you know. You're there... You're there because you want to you want to stand up and see who you really are. And uh, if not, why be there? You know, you might as well go somewhere else. So so it was uh, on the edge kind of life. And I loved it. It was full of uh, joy and wonder and celebration because Osho was not a traditionalist. You know, he wanted us to he didn't so much worry about whether we were playing a harmonium. If we wanted to play reggae, play reggae, you know. So he was uh, he was very much into us exploring who we are without all our our conceptions and conditions in the way. And it was a great, fantastic, uh, and it still is for me. I'm still living it, and so is Deva. We're very much connected to uh, you know. Once you once you connect with that, then there there's no time. There's not a time. Time kind of, it's a timeless uh, connection, you know. Well, I really love you, David. You're the apple in my pie. You're my Gayatri mantra. You're the honey in my chai. You're my vegetarian dish. No meat, no fish. You know I'm here to fulfill your every wish. In the ashram, the musicians were at the back of the hall, so nobody looked at the musicians. So the only thing for me and Dave and now, and the nose now, that's changed, is that uh, you know people face us now rather than the other way around. But you know, once you get started, you don't really you just close your eyes and and feel what what uh, and you know feel the power and the energy of the mantras and the music. And then your ego is not 
important. It's not present. And Manoj is like that. And Rishi is also our drummer. He's the same. They're, they're people who really understand what we're doing. It's not a show. Whereas if somebody says, oh, I loved your show, it makes us laugh because it's really, it's about the as far away from a show as you can get in our minds, you know. Because it's it's just we we never we don't know what we're going to do and what's going to come out of our mouths every night. Just let it just keep it loose and open, you know. At the same time, very reverent and very uh, respectful because the people who come, they come with open ears and open hearts, and that's a very uh, it's a very fragile and uh, intimate place to to find yourself. So when we play. We, that's where we connect. We meet there. We don't meet in the mind. We meet there, and then we can, then we can sing so much magnificence, and we know that it's real, you know. We 
look out and we just feel so much love. We feel like, oh my God, <laughs> all our brothers and sisters you gathered, you know, yeah. and that happens wherever we are. Omega, like in, I tell you, in Russia, we play in Moscow every year. There's 6,000 people in a rock stadium for us. And, uh, and it's the same. You can feel the same love, the same energy when we sing together. And, uh, uh, and, and the same depth of, of silence, uh, you know, in between. Wherever we play, that's, that's a, a constant. And that's what gives me and Davis so much energy to do it, you know, because I don't, you know, I, I'm looking at 70 next year, you know, and I've been on the road long enough, but I cannot stop. It just feels like it's the most, I think it's the the best, the best thing, uh, you know, the best thing for me to be doing, you know, for, uh, and for Davis, she just loves it too. She, so, so, you know, that's what we, will do until it stops by itself, I guess. That's how it will be. But uh, we've been really literally 25 years on the road. We we don't live anywhere. We've never lived anywhere longer than six months, <laughs> ever, <laughs> apart from when we were in the ashram. So we're on the move, you know, we're, we're nomads, and that's where the music comes from. Everybody is focused on, you know, the moment that, we all sit down together and begin to chant and sing. That's what we're all out there for, you know. So bring your laughter and bring your tears, your busy lives, your careers. Bring the pain you carried for years. All is welcome here. Freedom is not so far away. It's just one price we all have to pay. Live our dreams till they fade away And let them go Live our dreams And let them go Live our dreams And letting go Waking up now
The CD was made uh, because Deva and Joby, our beloved friend and and uh, uh, great record producer, kept saying to me, "Come on, let's do do your album of songs." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm not ready yet. I'll do it sometime, you know." And uh, they just uh, they just somehow said, "Okay, Miten, we've booked in some dates." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be, we're going to, I'm coming down to Australia. Joby lives in Canada uh, with my uh, rig, my recording rig. I'm bringing everything down. And uh, uh, I'm like, fantastic. Okay, let's do it. And uh, then he told me, then he hit me with it. I don't want to do it in a studio. I want to do it in your house. And um he said, I'm, uh, he, I showed him some pictures and we were on Skype and he said, that looks like a great room. So that's what he did. He just set up his studio in our rented house in Australia, and uh, which was on top of a hill with no traffic noise or no anything. It was really out in the, there's no, we, we it's uh, solar powered and uh, rainwater, you know, so we're really off the grid and it's really beautiful place and big deck and so we just set it up in the room, and uh, Deva spent a lot of time cooking for us and hanging out, and Joby and I and the musicians, whoever was we wanted or whoever we added on later, some musicians we added on later, uh, we, just, we just recorded it, and it, it was recorded kind of live, you know. I just uh, I wanted the song, like Riverman, for instance, that's basically began life just me and the guitar nothing else and that's how we recorded we didn't have a click track or any kind of guide or any drum machine or anything it's it's just uh, everything is just organic and uh, and then Joby has such a way like he doesn't just mic up the vocal or my voice or the guitar he puts a mic over in the corner of one room or the room where he feels like oh there's a sound I want to capture over there and so what you get in the end is a really intimate and uh, a very close sounding album. The other thing he did was he had me uh, drop down the keys of the, of the songs. Riverman, I think, is in, I, I played it in, I think it could have been, I, this, this is more for musicians, but I think I played it in F or G uh, at one point, and it went right down to D on Joby's recommendation. And so I was singing in a much deeper voice, which was uh, really nice for me, something new, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how we went on. And I, I just kept that feeling of temple at midnight. So here's the musicians, and I want to play Norwegian wood because I want to... Um, I love it. I just love the song, and I love the feeling that I can be a 69-year-old guy reminiscing about a moment in his life back in 1967 when he was sitting on that, on that carpet with the girl on the other side with a glass of wine, and he's hoping he's going to get into bed with her, and you never know, you know. I, I, that, was my, that was my reality. So when John Lennon wrote it, because everybody's reality at some point. And so John Lennon wrote it from an experience and I've carried it with me ever since just because I related so much to that feeling of uh, lost love and a little poignant, a little sad, but also, okay, you know, what to do. So it all came out in Norwegian Wood and 
that's how we continue. I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me. She showed me her own. Isn't it good? Norwegian Asked me to stay, and she told me to sit anywhere. So I looked around, and I noticed there wasn't a chair. I sat on a rug, biding my time, drinking a wine. We. Talked until two, and then she said, "It's time for bed." There's a song on there called Guruji, which really I wanted to acknowledge uh, all my all my gurus in one song, if I could. And I started with John Lennon, because he's he's in the first verse, and then I went to Osho, and then Osho taught me that uh, to be with a living master, uh, you have music, because music is a spirit that will never die, and it 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 uh, it is a guru just like any other guru it will challenge you and it will support you and uh 
it will seduce you when you think you've got it. It will always bring you that step further than out of your comfort zone. That's what it's all about. And that's what the guru does, you know. And uh, so he gave me music. So it's all it's all wrapped up in that little song, Guruji. And that's that's where Manoj came in because Manoj heard that song and we just said, Manoj, please, this is for you, you know, please play on this. And he just... Uh, he just when he played on that we were all had tears in our eyes you know if i am not my body if i am not my mind if i am not my emotions who is the one crying and if i am not the teachings if i am not if I am only sleeping, John, what was that song that I heard? It was you, you are the music, you are the poetry, you, you are the laughter, Jai Guru about some of the things that that you that you have coming up where I'm sure you're going to be playing uh, for the lucky people that will come to see you um, in January you're going to be in Australia uh, Brisbane Sydney an ecstatic chant retreat near Byron Bay that sounds like fun and yeah it's pretty fun 
two Gaia Tree Festivals, and, and you're going to be doing them at the Blue Spirit Retreat in Costa Rica in March. And I thought, what a great idea for a festival. It's all about the Gaia Tree Mantra. Yeah, it's uh, Gaia Tree is, uh, we, we focus on the Gaia Tree with pujas and uh, little talks and special moments with the Gaia Tree. And uh, you should come actually, you know, you, we do this. I think there's actually two, we're doing two festivals, doing one, and then we have a, a week break, Dave and I, and then we do another one after. And uh, it's we've been going to uh, to Blue Spirit for a number of years now, and uh, it's I don't know whether you've ever been there, but it's it's uh, amazing. <laughs> it's really an amazing, beautiful uh, location. It's a beautiful, uh, such a lovingly constructed uh, resort. You know, it's oh, Stefan. You know, the guy who actually Stefan. Stefan is the guy who actually founded Omega and put that all together. And uh, he's moved on now. And uh, he, he created this place called Blue Spirit in Costa Rica. And it's right on the beach. And uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. The, the, the meditation room overlooks the ocean. And, uh, you know, and the accommodation is great. And you, you've got monkeys in the trees and... You know, it's really a magic place, and so the perfect place for us. We, we take. I mean, the guy tree. We, we. It won't be that big, but it'll be big enough. There'll be like at least a hundred people, hundred and fifty people. So you know, we have a. It's big enough where we have a feeling of strength of community, and uh, and intimate enough that we can hang out together, and. Uh, you know, uh, get into the beach, get into the water together, and and just have a have a really special time. Uh, you know, with the, holding the Gayatri within our hearts and within our intention, because she's the really the the uh, bringer of light. You know, and, and so that's uh, that's the whole point. Uh, the people who come and see us, like yourself, are no strangers to self reflection. You know, we're not there. We're not there to sort of get excited. We're there to actually feel who we are. And uh, the only way you can do that is in our way of doing it is to sing and open your voices and then move into a space where you've just for a moment forgotten any of those usual things that keep you busy. You're in the moment. You're relaxed. You're here now. And uh, then, you know, some of those layers of the onion just fall away. And that's that's what I do. That's what me and David have been doing ever since. Like I say, you know, we, we, we only did uh, that in the ashram. But then when we left the ashram, we carried on to do it in our small meditation centers. And it, you know, it just, it was there for that reason. The music, we were there for that reason to support the depth of silence and meditation. And so, you know, the next time we come to that meditation room there'd be too many people there and so they said oh we've booked a church now bigger church you know okay and the next time we come oh well, you know it's a thousand people now so we have to have a theater okay and so that's where it is but it's it's basically the people who come are people who who want to sit with themselves and uh, and celebrate life and 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 celebrate you know their journey 
and suppose so and each other's journey because we become a sango we actually feel like we're part of something you know and that's so important and it's so beautiful that that we can actually make that a, a real experience because we are but we forget and in the in an evening where we all chant together we breathe together without realizing it we're already moving in a harmonious uh physicality almost because you know without realizing it as we sing we breathe pretty much in the same gaps so you know it all this harmony and uh com communion begins it's like you know it's it's kind of very churchy but it's also very not <laughs> very churchy yes. you know? but you know it fulfills something that that we've always taken for granted which I mean, we've always gone to church, and in ch when we go to church, I mean, not always, uh, and not all of us, but I mean, it's been a big part of our experience is going to church as an American on Sunday and singing. And people don't go to church anymore, and so and a lot of people that I know, anyway, and and they miss that that singing experience where everyone just yeah. can join in join in that yeah. glorious. Wow. Well, that's, 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 that's exactly what I saw, you know, that 30 years ago when I was in the ashram. Wow, nobody does this. And all these people were singing and, uh, and singing harmony and blissing out and uh, not serious but reverent and, uh, and sincere and not serious. And uh, it, was, uh, it was so great. It was just like I, I didn't want to play. I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to be part of the congregation you know and uh and so uh yeah exactly exactly it's so many people we've become so cultured that we we listen to uh you know we, we listen to uh to music but we don't make it ourselves as much as we would have done a couple of hundred years ago you know and but now we've got all these other ways to distract us so you know so and then when we dance, usually, you know, if you know, if you're dancing to uh, most of the modern music, it's very machine-like. You know, it's all done on machines. It's got a, a definite pulse that is mechanical. It's not human. So all all those things are, are, are sweeping us away. So when you come to somewhere like Omega or one of our concerts, it's. Uh, it's like getting off the jumping off the grid. You're off the grid for a couple of hours for the evening, you know. And you can breathe, and you can close your eyes, and you can cry when David chants, and you can laugh when Mitenthal's a joke or whatever, you know. And uh, and and so we move into this uh, this very sacred and 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 uh, spiritual uh, world, a moment together. So when we leave there, we're all all of us are rejuvenated to some degree and including Deva and myself you know because we receive so much from from people who come to sing with us it's amazing and you know so so that's all Deva and I do you know that's what we do with ourselves and that's why we travel all the time because there's nothing we can imagine that's any better than that so uh you know it's it's uh it seems like a necessary uh, uh, action in a way too. You know, it seems like bringing people together is very important right now.
you know, so there are people who are interested in love all over the world, and uh, it's important that we support each other, you know, I think. That's it. Yeah. Well, this has been really lovely today, Matan. Thank you so much for taking time and, uh, to, to speak with me, and um, thank you for that beautiful offering that you just released to the world. <laughs> thank you so Thank you very much, Kitsi. I've got a, I've got a picture of you on my Skype, and you're looking over your shoulder with the microphone. You have such a sweet smile on your face, and your eyes are shining. I've been talking to you for the last hour, looking at your photos. It's been very sweet. <laughs> Living in the inescapable. Living inescapable love. We're living in the inescapable, inescapable love, inescapable love. Oh now, oh now, oh now. Living in the unbelievable, living unbelievable love. We're living in the inconceivable, inescapable love. Om Namah Shivaya 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 Om Namah Shivaya
Shine, shine, shine. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. 